Hey everyone, welcome back to Safe Haven. I am your host, Darlene Anjoud. I wanted to take the time to thank you guys for all that you guys are doing, listening, um, just streaming the podcast, giving feedbacks, all of that. It is greatly appreciated on this side, and I thank you guys for spreading the words about Safe Haven, and that's about it. So, I wanted to get into a little bit something that has to do with thyself. So on today's episode, I wanted to talk about expectations of you, expectation of your parents, expectation of the church, expectation of your friends, just expectation in general. You know, like we are not what people expect us to be. And also the pressure that comes to, you know, rising up to people's expectation, like from the age of what, 10, like there's people that some kids, they already have this like mindset, like I want to be this when I get this age. Like, for example, some some kids, they have like at the age of 18, I'm going to be graduating high school. At the age of 22, I'm going to have my bachelor degrees. At the age of like 24, I'm going to have my master's. By 26, I'm going to have my PhD. And some people like they just know, like, you know, at a certain age, I know I want to be married. Like for some girls, they want to be married at the age of 18. I know a lot of people that wanted to be married at the age of 18. And some people want to be married at the age of 24. And others are just like, I am not getting married or having kids until I'm like 30. Because that's when, you know, a lot of people feel like they've hit an age that they know better. They know um, to make better decisions and that they'll be financially stable or just stable in a career in general. Newsflash. That does not always happen, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to get deep into details about that. First, I want to look up the word expectation so we could get into the little bit of the meeting, you know, just a little, little bit. So using our trusty Google, I found that the meaning to it is a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. And like I said earlier, we have a lot of expectation of ourselves. And when it doesn't happen, we tend to get really upset with ourselves sometimes with the people around us because we're like, you're supposed to be pushing me towards this goal. And sometimes people label expectations as goals. So we're going to get into a lot of that. First, I want to talk about expectation of the church, you know, because... There's people in church, they expect you to walk around 24-7 speaking in tongue, praying, chanting, all of that. That's not always the case. Like People label a lot of us young ministers or people that play a leadership roles in church. They label you as like, okay, you know, I'm expecting you to be this, this, and that. They're expecting you to be the example for their kids, you know, in church that they're supposed to be like... I have one of my closest friends, my sister, I'm not going to say her name. Um, she was a leader for a long time in the church that she served. She recently graduated. Shout out to you, Chris. She recently graduated and now she's pursuing her master. So she had to leave the position. And a lot of time, there was so much pressure put on her. Like people were expecting her to be the one that's like getting the kids in check. They were the one that they were expecting her to be the one that was just like giving their kids the birds and the bees check. Um, the the birds and the bees talk. Sorry, you guys. They were expecting her to be the one that was just basically being the parent that they're supposed to be, versus her being the leader that she's supposed to be in church. And it took it can take such a big toll on you 
physically and also mentally because a lot of times these parents have their kids like, oh, um, just go talk to your leaders because they should know what to say. Like, for example, I do um, children ministry in my church. And the moment the parents walk into the church, it's like they don't have kids. Oh, you need something, go to Sister Darlene. Or, oh, if one of the kids needs the restroom or I'm in the middle of something in the church, they go, oh, go to Sister Darlene because she has all the answers. Like, that's not my job. That's your job as a parent. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Don't expect me to take, you know, the role that you're supposed to be playing. And also, everybody that have this mindset that, if you in a position of leadership in church, you're supposed to be always praying, always um, speaking in tongue, always singing, always just like being feeling the spirit. Like, yeah, I I mean, the spirit of God live within me, but like, don't expect for me to not, you know, don't expect that of me a lot. I'm not going to say to not be that, but like, don't expect for me to always be in the mood to pray because sometimes I'm let's be honest, we're not in the mood to pray. We're not in the mood to talk to people. And people are expecting that of you. Like, oh, you play a leadership role in church. So when I call you for prayer, you're supposed to be ready. Like, nah, bro, I'm not supposed to be ready. You're supposed to be doing that for yourself. So stop expecting it of me. And also, I don't want you guys to get like the wrong idea about what I'm saying, but all I'm saying is be considerate of other people. Like they have other lives. We as leaders or ministers, we have things going on in our lives that you have to be understanding. It's like, I understand that you're expecting me to always be equipped and ready to pray, but understand that there's some things going on in my life. I have my own life situation. Some people, like, once they contact you and you were, you're like, I can't pray with you, they're like, well, you're not playing the, sh- um, the role of leadership. And it's like, bro, like, take into consideration that I have my own life going on. Just like you have this and that problem, it could be happening in my life. Like, there's people that contact, like, like, like for example, like a pastor. Let's say one of their, you know, um, churchgoers contact them and it's like, I can't talk to you right now because I'm handling something. It's like once the pastors say that, some people take it and run with it. It's like, oh, you don't have time to be a pastor. What was the whole point of you being a pastor? It's like, bro, like I could be going through something mentally. And if you have um, read anything in the past like two, three years, you will see that there's a lot of people in ministry that have committed suicide. There's a lot of people in ministry that have checked themselves into like mental um, institution because they have their own life going on, and then they are um, obligated to meeting other people's expectation, and it becomes heavy on them. It becomes super, super heavy on them, and it's like, how do I manage this weight that's on my shoulder? Talking about the church expectation, I want to talk about like the newcomers, like the new um, believers, the people that just give their life to Christ and stuff, <clears throat> like. There is this um thing like people are expecting the newcomers to just be like, oh, you know, I'm new. I'm just going to sit back and watch. Like for a lot of people that like just like surrender their life to Christ, new believers, um, when they first give their life to Christ, they're like on fire. They're like, they're like OK, bet Bible studies on Tuesday. OK, I'm coming, you know, night watch shirt um, night. Night watch service is on Friday. I'll be there like, okay, we have youth on what day. They, they're they at everything, and they're, like, on fire for God. Like, that's something, like, a lot of people don't expect that when, you know, when you're new to something, they expect for you to sit back and just watch the show go on and not really participate. 
But one thing, like, with new believers, once that fire is on, it's on for, like, one, two, three years. And it's like a relationship. Once you get out of the honeymoon phase, like, you just get comfortable. And it's like, bruh, how do I get myself out of, like, being comfortable? And it's like, people are like, well, you know, when you first started, you know, you were on fire for God. And it's like, now you're a pro, like, you're a veteran, like, you're a senior now. You should still be on fire. You should be doing more. And it's like, I I don't know. Like, I don't think that's how it works. I don't think, um, you know, I've, I've gained a lot more knowledge with, like, who Christ is. Because, like, when you first start something, you hungry. You want to learn more. You want to experience it. You want to you wanna find out whatever it is about it. But, like, once you, you know, once you get to know a lot of things, I'm not saying, like, like, all believers become very comfortable with Christ. Like, no, 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 no. There's people that are on fire. I know a lot. I'm like, for example, I know a lot of people that are on fire. A lot of people that are just like, yo, God, what you got in store for me today? Oh, bet. You you saying you're going to do this? Okay, I'm going to sit here and watch. Like, there's people that they keep that mindset. Like, I still want to be amazed by God. But, like, for some people, like, once you become very used to church or you get you get like very you know you become very good friends with God like the way that you know that you were hungry for God like that those expectations that you had in the beginning when God start meeting them it's just like okay God has done this God has shown me this I wanted the gift of speaking in tongue I got it I wanted the gift of laying of the hands I got it and it's just like you 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 just kind of like back down from that and also, when you're a non-believer and you show up to church, everybody's just like, oh, my God, he showed up to church or she showed up to church. Well, I wasn't expecting her to look appropriate or I wasn't expecting him to walk in here dressed like that because, you know, they're non-believers. And it's like, bro, stop judging people. Just because you expecting something, what you see out there or what the media portray of people is not really the case. Like, I know a lot of people that are, like, non-believers and they know the word. And... That's not expected of them. Like a lot of people, when they meet non-believers or whatever they are, if they their faith is not in, in Christ or anything like that, they're like, "Well, well, he's going to hell. He's a heathen." Like, bro, just because you sit in church does not mean that you're gonna go to heaven. A lot of people are just like, "Well, I'm expected to get a, a seat in heaven next to God because I have served Him for 48 years, or I have served Him for 15 years of my life, and if He take me now, I know that I will go into heaven." And it's like, bro, you have a high expectation. Have you really consult God? Like, have you really checked out everything that God has been asking us to do? Have you really taken into consideration His words? Have you really been um, showing people love, kindness? Have you been patient with people? People. These are things that are expected of the Christian people. Those are things that are not, I'm, I'm not going to say their expectation, but their um, a necessity in the Christian life because God is love. And if you're going to be out here promoting God or representing God, you have to represent God in the best way possible. Like, and it's like, bro, like there's non-believers that I know I mean, me, myself, I'm not going to lie. I have met unbelievers that know so much more of God's word that live according to what the Bible says without actually going to church where it's just like, I'm not expecting that of you. I'm not expecting you to know, you know, John 3, 16. I'm not expecting you to know about the book of Revelation. I'm not expecting you to know about Jezebel. I'm not expecting you to know about Jonah and all these Bible characters. Like there's people that don't go to church, but they actually know the word. 
And it's just like, when they open their mouth, it's like, well, that wasn't expected. And to them, it's just like, boom. Just because you don't think I know the word doesn't mean I don't know the word. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with, like, having expectation from church or what church is expecting of you. I'm just saying that some people, their expectation of church is, like, so grand that even Christ himself wouldn't be able to meet it. Like, Christ would not be able to meet the requirement they have or the expectation they have. And it's, like, it's heavy when you put all that weight on a person like your expectation of yourself alone is heavy. Imagine having a whole church that have a big, like such big expectations of you. They're they're expecting you to have it all together and you don't have to have it all together. And I think that's why I love so much about Christ because he said, come to me all who worry and, and I will give you rest. Meaning that with all the expectation of the world, the only person that could help you with like the expectation they have is Christ. Meaning that, like, to me, when I read that scripture, it just means that everybody could have such high expectation of me. But, like, when I'm in the presence of God, all of that goes out the window because, like, that's where God expects me to be. God is expecting me to be exactly where I am at the feet of Jesus, just like Mary. Even though, like, there was a lot of expectation, her sister Martha was expecting her to come and um, help out in the kitchen just because she wanted— I, I, In my mind, it wasn't because Martha was cooking that, you know, that— um. Christ was like Mary's at the best position. It was simply because like her heart was at the wrong place. Her heart was at pleasing people and her heart wasn't really at um doing everything for God's glory or to um help, but her heart was just like I'm going to do the food, I'm going to cook, I'm going to clean simply because I want to be able to, you know, have the right to brag and when you have expectation of like, you know, getting things done just so you could brag, that means like those expectations are are not like um, they're not Christian, like I would say. Like, um, there's a scripture that talks about um self ambition. Give me a minute to grab it. Okay, in Philippians one verse seventeen, I think it was Paul speaking when he says, um, the former preachers, um, preach Christ out of selfish ambition, meaning that, like, to me when I looked at that scripture, I'm like, there's people that are serving God out of their own selfish expectation. Like, if I if I do this. That means that God will give me that. Like, there's people, it's like, um, their expectation of Christ is like materialistic thing. And that's not what, you know, church is all about. But that's a topic for another day. I want to, okay, I want to touch base on parental expectation. I think I said it right. Or just like your parents' expectation. Um, I think there was a paper I read recently that said that um, there's parents, they have expectation of their they have high expectation of their kids for like their academic performance. And if there's a lot of pressure that's added onto their kids, their kids suffer. But if it's just like something like there that's doable for their kids, like let's say that you had a B and your mom's expecting you to push it up to an A, like that's easy to do. Like that could easily be met. Like there's certain parents, they have expectation that's not too heavy on their kids. And there's parents like their expectation can be very poisonous, like to their kids where the kid ends up having anxiety attacks when they're in school or whatever their parents are expecting them to achieve such grade, you know, grades in or whatever their parents are expecting them to achieve greatness in. The kids could suffer from like um, 
mental disorders. Their kids could suffer a lot of things, not just mentally, but also physically. Their body gives out. The kids, like, start burning themselves out because they're just, like, overworking themselves. They're overstudying. They're overanalyzing things because it's like, if I don't meet my parents' expectation, you know, there's repercussion. There's going to be um, punishments and all that stuff. And I really want the parents to take a time to really sit with your kids and just really talk to them. Like, yes, you can have expectation of your kids. Like, my mom and dad had um, expectations of me. Like, my dad, I think he wanted, he thought I was going to be a nurse. And my mom wanted me to just be, like, a doctor or something because my parents apparently really believe, not apparently, but they still believe that I'm really, really, like, one of those kids that could get into the medical field. But, like, for me personally, I hate the medical field. Like, I know I'm not meeting my parents' expectation, and I've actually set my parents down, and I told them, like, hey, listen, like, I know that you guys are expecting me to get into this field, but if I get into it, I'm not going to be happy, and I'm always going to be sick when I'm at work because I am terrified of blood. I am terrified of needles. I'm just scared of these things. Like, they really, really scare me. So, um, that's when expect that's one way to talk about parents expectation and also this parents oh parents from the Caribbean please understand that your children really really want to please you but at the same time we like to breathe we love to make you guys happy i'm only saying parents of the Caribbean because i'm from the Caribbean and i know that our parents add extra pressure on, and you could imagine, like, um, being being from a big family, and it's just like, you know, you guys are the only hope of the family. You guys are the one that could, you know, put the family's name out there, and it's like, they're expecting you to do that. They're expecting you to, you know, raise the bar because, you know, this and that person didn't meet it, and it's like, well, because they didn't meet our expectation. Our expectation of you is to do double what they did. And it's like, bro, no, like, let me breathe. Let me let me achieve something that I can achieve. Like, that, give me some type of expectation. Give me, expect something of me that is doable. Because some parents, they think you're going to, you know, I don't know the expectation, but the, the, the not, ugh, not expectation. I don't know the expression, but in the Haitian culture, they say, um, and it's like, I can't turn water into butter like that quick. You got to give me other other options. You got to give me other things that you're expecting of me. Don't expect for me to just achieve such great, you know, great achievement in this little time. Like, it's like, I can't achieve it only if you give it to me little by little. Like, feed me little by little. Don't feed it all to me at once. But, um, but yeah. So I want to give you guys some Bible verses just, you know, has references to like expectation. The first one I want to give you guys is Ephesians 5 verse 1, verse 1, Ephesians 5 verse 1. It says, therefore, be imitators of God has beloved children, meaning that, yes, everybody's expecting so much things from you when you're in church. They're expecting you to be like filled with the spirit all the time, but like. Yes, that's something that's expected of you and it's possible only if you imitate Christ, imitate God. Like, don't worry about what everybody else is expecting of you, but also try to be imitators of God, imitators of Christ, because we're created in his um, likeness and we have the ability of being all that and more. 
The second one I want to give you guys is Romans 3, verse 23. It says, For all have sinned and fall short of God's glory. Or all, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's a better way of putting it. Meaning that there's time you're not going to meet everybody's expectation. There's time you're not going to meet your own expectation. It's okay. It's fine. You just have to... um. You just have to understand that we all fall short of um, everybody's expectation. We all fall short of God's grace. We all fall short of things in life. And just because you didn't meet this and that expectation, it doesn't, um, it doesn't, it doesn't disqualify you for serving God. It doesn't disqualify you if you're just starting on your walk with Christ. It doesn't disqualify you as a, um, as a believer. It doesn't, dis- it doesn't take anything away, but. Just because you know that you fall short of God's grace, God is gracious enough to to renew grace. He's He's gracious enough to um to bring you out of that you know out of that thing that you didn't meet that expectation you didn't meet. It's okay. It's fine. Like we're gonna get through this together. I promise you. And also, I want to give to you guys First Corinthians six verse nineteen, and the word says, "Um, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you?" whom you have from God. You are not your own. Meaning that there's people like, oh, I didn't get into that, but I'm probably going to get into it next week. I'm going to, next week we're going to talk about expectation and relationships and expectation and friendships. But um, meaning that there's people that have actually fall into sexual activities in their walk with God. And it's like, I wasn't expected to you know have done such things but life happens and it's like yes the holy spirit um dwell within me and god is gracious enough to give us a second chance you know god is gracious enough to allow us to go through that and wash our sin and stuff but um i just wanted to leave you guys with these little um bible verses just to you know give you guys something to talk to think about or um to just meditate on you know and um I do want to, you know, take the time to, you know, thank you guys for all that you guys are doing. I know I said it earlier, but I cannot stop thanking you guys because a while ago, this was just a dream to, like, put a podcast together. My Haitian accent is coming up. Put a podcast together just to, you know, be able to talk. Like, if you guys are, you know, in the area or if you guys want me to talk about something, like, Please feel free to reach out to me. You could reach me on Instagram. It's Darlene um, underscore Anjoud. Um, on Instagram, on Snapchat, I am Anjoud12. On Facebook, I am honestly just Darlene Anjoud. Please give me your feedback. Continue with the rating. Continue with leaving the comments. And also, please let me know what I'm doing wrong. Because like I said, I'm still trying to adjust to this. So let me know what I'm doing wrong ways i could make this better for you guys i thank you guys so much for tuning in to safe haven i am your host darlene Anjut. i will see you next week you guys have a great weekend have a great week remember to stay positive just give out positive vibes you know just speak positive into the air and it'll come back to you thank you guys so much for listening i'll see you guys next week